0: Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Holding Fast to Faith. I'm your host, Brett Hill, and today we have a great message coming out of the book of John, chapter 19. John, chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. The title of our message today is Don't Waller in the Past. And uh, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to John, chapter 19. If you don't, pause the podcast Run back, get your Bible, come back and join us at John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27. I'm in the King James Version the Bible today, so starting with verse 25, Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas. And Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her unto his own home. Now, What I want to to do today is I I want you to think closely on this passage of scripture because Jesus, the son, Mary's son is hanging on the cross. This is the son of God, the one sent to take on all the sins of the world. And this is also Mary's son, the one that the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, the spirit will conceive and you a son. Jesus is on this cross and Mary, the mother of this son is at the cross, just looking on him. She can't do anything about it. She's, she's at, the foot of the cross and it doesn't matter what she, I mean, she's, she she would love to take him down. She would love to stop all the torture. She would love to, for him not to die. She would love for the, the, there to be another way. And I'm not sure that there's anything that she could have done uh, for what was happening to Jesus. But she was doing all she could do. And that was just standing with him. Letting him know that she's there beside him. Being a friend. Being that person that that doesn't leave you when things get bad. Mary is right there beside him. in church... I'm praying today that God's word will allow you to be free to love like God has created you to be. Jesus is on the cross that he did not deserve. He's, he's hanging on a cross that was for you and for me and everybody else that is living in this world that's born into sin because of what Adam did in the garden. But Jesus is hanging on the cross that he didn't deserve and, and Mary is looking on her son hanging on the cross that she deserved, the one she should be hanging on. So come on, let's get the picture. The one who carried him now has to watch him carry her. He's carrying her burden. He's carrying her cross. He's taking her sin upon himself. And listen, how strong does a mother have to be to hang on a cross like that or to watch her son hang on a cross like that and stand there and just, just watch it. And you know, like she, she couldn't have done anything else about it. So, but she's just standing in the, The scripture says she stood at the cross, and it it doesn't tell us that she said anything. It doesn't say that she did anything other than stand there. I'm not sure that her words could have meant anything either. It was the Romans that put him on that cross in the Sanhedrin court that wanted him there, and and she was just one person. I'm not sure that her words could have done anything anyway, but the Bible says that she stood there and she stood with him. And that, that's important. Come on, church. Do, do you know that your best show of friendship, your best show of loyalty towards someone, and your your best devotion and, and relationship, it most of the time it has nothing to do with the things that you say, but how you will stand with someone when somebody's going through things, when they're dealing with their cross, when they're dealing with issues. And listen, everybody will be in this position. Often in their times on one side of this situation or the other. Not particularly you standing watching your son being crucified on a cross, but you're going to be with someone going through a tragedy, through a situation that's just really tragic, and, and you're either going to be the one carrying that cross, or you're going to find yourself standing at someone else's cross. And, and it's these times in your life, uh, they're there to separate those who are just talkers. You know, the ones that say, hey, call me if you need anything. The ones that say, how are you doing, but never really want to have you actually tell them how you're doing. All these people that tells a really good story, but they're, they're not really there for you. So these times are there to separate those who are just talkers from those who are really loyal and faithful to you. So, you know, Jesus didn't see those people who should have been at the cross. Where was his other disciples? Where was Peter, the one that denied him three times? And We, we know where Judas was, but we, we, where was the other disciples that sat at the table and said the same thing that Peter said, oh, we're, we'll never leave you. We'll never forsake you. We're not going to deny you. We're, we're going to be just like what Peter said. We're, we're going to be beside you through thick and thin. Where were all those disciples? Jesus didn't see them at his cross. But the ones you would have expected to be faithful, like, like Peter and all of the other guys that stood with him, those that should have been faithful that he should have expected to be faithful, you know, they're seldom the ones that are actually beside you. Jesus didn't see them at the cross. But here, here's Jesus looking down and he sees Mary, his mother. And, and he looks down at his mother and and i can i'm pretty certain that he's looking down with agony he's hurting he's doing all he can to hold himself together and and he looks down at her and she's crying and he's trying to be strong enough to get a statement out to her but he looks down to his mother and and John standing beside her and and as John puts it the one whom he who Jesus loves but jesus is in all this pain and all this agony and he looks at Mary and John and he opens his mouth and speaks to his mother and says Woman, behold thy son. And then he looks at John and says, behold thy mother, what he's what he's doing. He's he's really telling the two of them, I, John, I need you to take her on. I, I need you to protect my mother, take care of her. She's gonna need somebody past this day. When I'm gone here, I, this is the end for me to take care of her, but she needs someone and you're the one I'm asking to do this job. John, treat her like she's your very own mother. Mother, I want you to look at John and treat him just like a son. Expect the things out of him That you would expect out of me. Now listen, Scripture tells us that from that time on, we we just read that in our opening passage. From this time on, John took Mary into his own home and took care of her, just like it was his own mother. Just like uh, John was her son. Now, church, sometimes we just can't see those who are with us. You know, we we have these pictures in our lives and sometimes we just can't see those who are with us because of our circumstances and, and things that we're dealing with. So, so we can't see those people who are with us because we can only think of those who have left us. We can only think of those tragedies and the things that we've left behind. And here's Jesus near his last breath, leaving this world, still taking care of those he loves, still mustering up the last breath they can have not to try to ease himself of any pain, but to find some way to take care of his mother and find some way to make sure that his mother has someone taking care of. Now, he's not telling Mary how bad things are. He's, he's not trying to muster up his last breath and say, oh, mother, if you could just do something for me. Oh, mother, if you could just do something, if you could make things better. You know, like we always, uh, always in, in times past when we got a scab or got a cut and mama always come up and said, oh, let me kiss it and make it better. Jesus is not sitting here on the cross going, oh, mother, if you could just climb up here and make it better, just feeling you hug me would make things better. He's not going through childish things. He's taking the adult picture here and he's going, hey, I'm going to take care of my mother. I want you to see that she needs somebody to take care of her. And with his dying breath, this is what's on his heart. He's not trying to draw attention to himself and draw attention to his own problems. My goodness, the very Romans that beat him just a few hours ago, the very Romans that drove the nails in his hands heard, their, heard with their own ears as Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus, the whole time he's on that cross, he's thinking of everybody else but himself. And now as he's suspended between heaven and earth, he's still making provision for marriage. Listen, Simon would probably be out hunting down Judas. Why? Why did you do this? We wouldn't be in this particular situation if you hadn't went and betrayed him. If you hadn't been thinking of money more than you would family and, and our relationship with the with the Messiah. And everyone else would would probably be out on their own, thinking about how they got to this point, how it seemed to all fall apart, and, and get to where we are. And now Jesus is the one that's on the cross. And he's not thinking of all that stuff. He's providing for people that he loves. Now, many of us have had events in our lives. We, we've all been through tragedies. Many of us, we, we felt, uh, well, many of these tragedies, we, we felt that were too devastating to go through. And, and sometimes our, our fleshly focus, our pains, our emotions, never let us get through that pain. They never let us move on. We, we seem to get ourselves caught right there in that thing that keeps us held into the past. We can't see life the same after that event we seem to be trapped in it and and listen day after day and year after year being trapped in the events of the past we just suffer and being a hostage and chained down to the things constantly reminding ourselves and others of how bad it was back when this happened how bad it was to lose this loved one how bad it was that i went through this tragedy how bad it was that i have to just keep hold you're constantly pulling your focus into the uh, from the tragedy and 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 staying in it and trying to just that that doom and despair and agony on me and and this listen church this is why faith never excels in some people's lives. This is why so many people never see God work the miracles in their lives that they long to see. They can't turn loose of the bad past long enough to see the good future that God wants to bring from it. They can't turn loose of that. They want to hold on to it. They cherish it. They they tie a bow around it. They'll put a leash on it and a name tag, and they'll they'll treat their bad past like it's something that they're supposed to caress and hold on to. And they'll focus on that so much that they cannot see that what the future holds is from God, and he's trying to use the bad past to increase the goodness of your future. God ordains the footsteps of men. It's not like your event caught him by surprises. It's not like he was sitting up there in heaven and saw what happened to you and go, well, I, I wasn't expecting that. That caught me off guard. Listen, the test of your faith is proof of who you truly love the most. The test of your faith is is uh, to show who you trust and turn to the most. It's it's what you can and can't turn loose of for him. That, that's what your faith is tested for. Can you turn loose of the path? Can you turn loose of what you lost or who you lost? Is it that? Is it going to be something that you're going to be at a gravesite all the time grooming and and just so in despair that you can't see tomorrow because you lost that person? God don't want that for you. It's okay to grieve, but he don't want that person that's in that grave or, or whatever it is that you lost maybe that house that burnt down and and now you live on a street regardless of what it is god does not want that tragedy to be what defines you forever he wants you to use that tragedy to point him toward or to point you toward him to find out his goodness and to find out how much he loves you and most of all to see that he will use that tragedy somehow some way beyond your understanding he will use it to benefit him and to get glory and to catapult you into something else that's going to give him glory. God always has provision. He always has a plan. He's, he's not sitting around wondering what he might do at the next point. He already knows what's going to happen before you do. Your tragedy is not the end of God's provision. He's still at work even in the tragedy. Now, look, Mary always knew that this day would come to her. I mean, Jesus was born. Listen, the the angel, when the angel spoke to him, the the angel told him that he would be the Messiah or told Mary that that Jesus would be the Messiah. She's known ever since he was born that this day was going to come. She knew that Jesus would at some point in time be her sacrifice for sin. But in, in her mind... She never imagined what she was looking at. She never imagined when she's standing now in front of the cross, when she watched him beat him, when she saw the crown of thorns in his head, when she saw his beard plucked, when she saw the spear going, all the things that, that he was going through and all the torment that he was facing, she never imagined that it would be this bad. She just knew that at some point in time that he was going to be the propitiation for everybody's sin. He would be the one who bore all of our sin and paid the price for our sin, but she never imagined that it would be this dramatic. She didn't see his death of being such a horrible death. It was unbearable. It was breathtaking for her to look upon. And yes, Mary had a chance to waller in her sorrow. Just think about what she went through. Not long after Jesus was born, when, when Jesus become a... Uh, a uh, maybe a teenager, uh, she lost her husband and she had to finish raising Jesus the rest of the way on her own. We don't know a lot about Joseph and, and what was going on, but we know that Mary and Joseph was in love with each other. He, he loved her dearly. If, if he didn't love her dearly, surely to goodness he would have put her away when he found out she was pregnant before they ever got married. So listen, he loved her dearly and now her husband is gone and now Jesus is fixing to be dead and take his last breath it's such an unexpected and such a tragic moment, such a horrible memory to hold on to. She had every chance and every reason in the world to waller in her sorrow and listen, but the cross was not the end of her story. The cross did not define her, that this was not the end of Mary's life. Many people go through losses. Many people suffer things that we can't explain or we don't have any kind of explanation of why we go through them. Many do all that they can do to hold on to the past for fear of losing the memory and and fearing the letting go and moving on. And yes, it's hard. It's, It's scary at times, and tragedies are part of the sinful world that we live in. Loss is a reality that we all face, but... Jesus is still looking out for those he cares for. He's still got your best interest at heart. He's never overlooking you. He's he's never overlooking your pain. He's he's never overlooking your loss, your sorrow, your loneliness. He's never looking looking at anything bad and trying to just leave it bad and say, hey, they're fine with that. We'll just go on and I'll deal with somebody else. No, he's still providing for you. He's still doing the things that you need done in your life. God has never left a single book believer to bear the pains of life alone. Listen, if you trust in him, if you believe in him and always lean on him despite the cross that you carry, God will always leave a John at the foot of your cross. He'll always have provision waiting on you. His hand will always be nearby. It doesn't matter how bad it looks. It doesn't matter how sudden and unexpected the pain. It doesn't matter what cross you're bearing. God will always have a John at the foot of your cross. He's always going to be there to provide for you. He's always going to send somebody in your path with a bag of groceries, with someone just to sit down and talk when you're lonely and wish you could hear somebody's voice. He's he's always going to put someone in your life to represent Him and provide through him and be his hands and feet. If you trust in God, if you believe in God, despite the pain you're going through, turn the page in your life. Get out of that mully grub that you're dealing with. Turn toward Jesus. Let Jesus pick you up. Let him be the brother that's there. Let him be the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Let him be the one that you're missing. Let him take the place of every sorrow that you're dealing with. Lay them down at the foot of the cross and let Jesus pick it up. Listen, if he could care that much for you and I to go to the cross, if he cared for us that much that he would come to this earth and be born and live the life that he lived, and go through the things that he went through, knowing all of his life. At some point in time, he realized as he was a child that he would be the one to die for the sins of all men. If he cared for us that much to continue on that plan and go to that cross and die for us, if he cared that much while he was still on the cross, still trying to provide for Mary, still trying to put a John in Mary's life to take, putting a son with a mother and a mother with a son, if he cared that much while he's dying on the cross and suffering the pain and agony that you and I should have suffered. How much more attention do you think he's giving you now, now that he's no longer on that cross, now that he's sitting as the triumphant king of kings in the throne of heaven, sitting up there, being the propitiation for our sins, being the Lord of lords, being the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave and took the price for your sins. How much more is he paying attention to you now? Listen, don't allow your past to cause you to waller in it. Don't allow your past to be something that defines you. Don't let that be the end of your story. Jesus has already got provision at the foot of the cross for you. And if, if you will turn to him, if you will lean on him, he will give you everything that you need to get through it. He has got, he leaves you lacking nothing. I love that Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd and I have no need of anything. He's always there to provide for me. Listen, if you need him today, call out upon him. Call out upon his name and tell him what your sorrows are. Put your sorrows at his feet. Let him carry your burden. Let him have the weight that you're carrying around. You don't have to go at this alone. He is there. He's waiting on you to call upon him just call upon him and say, Jesus, I've had all of this I can take. I can't bear it anymore. I need you to come into my life. Maybe you are a Christian already. Maybe you're not a sinner that hasn't received Christ yet, but if you're a Christian and you're carrying this burden, maybe today you just needed to be reminded that Jesus Christ is there to help carry your burden. He's there to help grab your cross and help you carry it. He's there to take the weight of this world off of you. Just turn to him, lean on him, lay it down at his feet, and let him have and see what he will do for you because he's always gonna be there. He's always providing and he's always will in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, so much for your love and mercy in our lives. I pray this has done you some good today. I I pray that this word has touched your heart. And if it has, just let us know. Email us at holdingfastoffaith@outlook.com. Reach out to us on our Facebook pages, other, other social medias, any way that you can. But let us know that God has touched your life. We'd love to pray with you. Love to rejoice with you if you've received Jesus Christ in your heart. If you have today, make sure you get yourself a Bible. Read the word, pray often, and get in a church where you can be with other believers so that you can worship together in spirit and in truth. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in today and we will see you on the next one.